0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, delicia with a very special episode. We are recording from the pod at White City Place in London, UK. Super excited about that. We have our engineer, Alex, here with us that we're very appreciative of. And also our, our producer, Demarcus Adisa, is sitting in. How are you?
1: Hey, hey, I'm doing well. A little hot, but... Here.
0: <laughs> so apparently it is hotter than it normally is uh, in the UK right now. So basically for almost two weeks in Europe, I've just been sweating and <laughs> feeling like I can't breathe and <laughs> feeling
1: dehydrated. I think my hands are sweating more than my face. Is this crazy?
0: <laughs> yeah. So you know, everyone told me, "Oh, it's going to be mild. Don't worry." And then a few days before I came, a colleague was like, "Oh yeah, we've been having unusually warm weather." And I'm like, "That's one way to." to actually minimize what this is. This is a full-blown heat wave, for sure. For sure. (laughs) So in any event, in the spirit of full disclosure, we have been, I've been in Europe, what, at this point, I guess 10 or 11 days, somewhere in there. And then, Demarcus, you got in when?
1: I got in on the... A week ago? A week ago. It yeah. was the 20th.
0: Right. So we put in all this work uh, to try to conduct an interview while we were here, hitting up a bunch of Londoners, trying to figure out uh, someone interesting that really reflects the spirit of a 26er to speak to while we were over here. And after a while, we found a guest who was a recommendation from someone else who's been on the show. Everything was set. The pod at White City Place stepped up and gave us space. And at the last minute, the guest canceled because she double booked herself so not gonna lie i was a little frustrated about that and uh i felt like we came all this way how dope would it be to interview a guest from london and all of that work and all those hoops we jumped through and then she couldn't
1: actually come all for naught but you know what what's the saying can't stop won't stop bad boy baby we're here
0: here we go with another Diddy reference (laughs) we're here Um, So in any event, we decided that we were not going to waste the opportunity to collaborate with White City Place and use their pod. We will post pictures of this because this is amazing. It's like this freestanding unit that was designed, I believe, by architects, um, but serves as sort of a soundproof room uh, to be able to record podcasts. And White City City Place is doing some great work to be able to promote this as a legitimate uh, form of media and giving content creators an opportunity to get their message out there. So we're coming in as outsiders, expats, if you say, uh, and they were open and willing to allow us to come through as well. So really excited about that Um, and trying to get over the fact that I'm upset that we don't have a guest. (laughs)
1: She's upset.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I I am a 26er and I try to remain positive and see everything as lessons. But this has been a, a hard trip. Okay, so I came first just to give you guys some context. I came on business first. So I had a marathon of meetings and I was already cramming too much in in a short amount of time. And I was in London. I had to fly to Belfast. Flight was canceled. At the very last minute, literally, they told us what gate to board at. And between the time they posted the gate on the on the screen, the time we walked over, passengers walked over, it was removed. The gate number was removed. And then it said delayed and then it said canceled. Okay, so I'm in the airport. I'm in London City Airport with a canceled flight. I have meetings booked from the very next morning, for two days. And apparently airport workers are on strike. I still don't know for sure whether that is what happened. Um, but in any case, so I had to get a hotel uh, for that night. But I did stay in the Shangri-La, which hey, is not a bad place to Not stay. a bad place to if stay. If you are stuck in London for a night, the Shangri-La, listen, the toilet seat was heated. That might be too much information. But they had a towel warmer and the toilet seat Oh, you
1: was out here living your best life. I was living
0: <laughs> my best life, beloved. It was a great situation. So anyway, I get back to the airport the next morning on what was supposed to be a rebooked flight, only to find out that my ticket wasn't fully issued and I couldn't board. Still not sure how that happened. So I had to fly to Edinburgh from London and then wait two hours just to fly to Belfast. Now, if you know anything about Europe, that's like going all around the world and back again just to get, like... An hour away. So basically. they gave you
1: basically a European Southwest flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's go.
0: exactly what happened. It was like a Spirit Airlines, a Spirit Airlines okay? flight.
1: You had to fly all the way to Raleigh, North Carolina, yes. from Newark just to go to Boston.
0: Exactly. That's right. exactly what happened. Now the interesting thing is that I wanted to visit Edinburgh on this trip, and it just didn't work with my itinerary. But I guess I just put it out there too much, and the universe was like, "You want to go to Edinburgh? Okay.
1: <laughs> like not this time." <laughs>
0: So in any event, so I got to um, Belfast later, a day later. had to cram all my meetings into one day. But I got there. My luggage was lost. (laughs) So out of everything that happened, the cancel flight, getting to the airport the next morning, which was mayhem because everybody was on rebooked flights. Finding out I couldn't even board. Then I had to wait, I don't know, four hours to go to Edinburgh, then to go to Belfast, then to get there. And the Belfast airport is like a strip mall, right? So. Mm. There's only one. It's like one conveyor belt. And I'm just watching everybody. There. Like, it was like something yours. out of a movie. I look up and realize I'm the only person standing did, there.
1: Did you have a Florida Evans moment?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is basically what happened. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. So I go to the little desk and I'm like, yeah, so no bag. And they're like, oh, if you were because I had to transfer and it was two separate airlines, they were like, it happens. We'll call, we'll leave a message, don't worry, we'll try to get your bag on the next flight, but we can't guarantee anything. And that's the last flight out, the next one. So if you don't get it on that one, you're just basically out of luck. That was the moment where I almost started crying. And if you know anything about me, you know me very well, I don't cry easily, I don't get emotional, but I was like, you've got... To be kidding me. So I get to Belfast, I have all these meetings. I don't know if my bag is gonna make it or not. So then now I'm in the department store buying clothes in pounds, which you know the dollar is weak right now. Right. Just in case. Long story short, my bag made it. I crammed all my meetings in. I was exhausted. Got back to London, met up with my family. So our, our cousin and his girlfriend joined us as well for it was like a nice little family cousins trip uh for a few days. And we went to Paris. And then on the way back from Paris. <laughs> apparently our train was on the wrong track
1: I don't even know how that works I've ridden many trains in my life uh, Amtrak, NJ Transit I've never heard a conductor we're having an issue with The train. i never heard anyone get on the microphone and say the train is on the wrong track yes. and we have to go back a few kilometers
0: he said we have to go back a f- few kilometers and get on the right track but the crazy part is I don't think we ever went back
1: I don't think we went back I don't know yeah. what happened
0: but long story short Canceled guests, all types of travel mishaps. We made it like five minutes late, but we did make it to our our set time to do this podcast. So after all of that, we just decided we were going to make it happen. And I mean, the lesson here is like, so one part I left out is when the guest canceled, we were in a mad dash to try to find another guest. Right. And a connection that DeMarcus has came through in the clutch, the clutch and hooked us up with this organization. They were like, We're up for anything.
1: Shout out Lamel. Um, yeah, shout
0: out to Lamel. And they were like, We're up for anything. And then they just went ghost. Right. Right. So at first I was like, OK, we had a canceled guest. But, you know, here's the lesson. Maybe we were supposed to talk to this organization. And that's why it happened. And then they ghosted us like a guy you're dating in New York. I don't know what happened. I don't
1: think they read the email I don't uh, think because so. I clearly stated they were concerned about a time difference. But I clearly stated that we had already booked a studio and that we would be in London. Uh, and, you know, it took him a day to email back after the first one and i don't know maybe people just clock out after five o'clock
0: i don't know maybe just way more laid back here i mean this is europe it's a different it's a different pace there's not a sense of urgency we have in new york so here we are we are wrapping up our travels speaking to each other even though i talk to demarcus all the time all the time
1: (laughs) but But we're here
0: this is only our second uh episode where he's uh sat in so my
1: my favorite quote uh is from if your Kipling, and it says if you can meet triumph and disaster, and treat those two imposters just the same. So we've had some triumphs and some disasters yes. here. The lack of ice and AC is <laughs> definitely a disaster. The lack
0: of ice. Somebody really has to explain to me why it's so hard to get ice in Europe. I don't. I don't. And I, you know, I studied abroad here, I, you know, in Madrid. Right. So back then it was the same thing. It was like, you know, people just didn't give you ice. So they gave you one ice cube. But with this heat and then no ice, just imagine drinking tepid water for 10 days straight. Yeah, that it, it, it hasn't been enjoyable.
1: I don't know. Alex may have to be the boots on the ground for us to, our new startup to bring ice machines <laughs> to Europe. That's gonna, I'm going to do a, a seed funding round for my business to bring ice machines to London and Paris.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know really what's going on with that. But you know what? I had to remind myself several times. At the end of the day, we are in Europe. Right. We are traveling. We're meeting people. We're seeing another part of the world. I had never been to London before. I'd never been to Ireland. I'd never been to Paris. So these are all new places. We met some cool people. We saw some great sights. We went to see the Louvre, and we did not just go see it because Jay-Z and Beyonce just shot a video there that was on the itinerary before the video right. was released. Um, what else did we see? The Eiffel Tower, Eiffel Tower of course.
1: Arc de Triomphe. Uh...
0: Champs-Élysées, uh, um, uh, and Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, Notre Dame.
0: St. Paul's Cathedral here, Buckingham Palace. I must say I was a little bit underwhelmed by Buckingham Palace. I, <laughs> I don't know what I expected, but I expected more than that. <laughs>
1: it, it was kind of small, but, uh, you know, it was beautiful to see that green grass there. Everyone else. It's weird. I don't know if they have, like— um, watering systems here for the lawns, but the grass is kind of dry everywhere. A little
0: bit. A little bit. bit. It could be the heat, too.
1: It could be the heat. It's more than usual. The grass is like, what's going on?
0: Right, like what's happening? But all in all, it it has been a, a great trip. This is the first time I think we've taken... We've gone on family crews together right. and things like that. But this is the first time we've taken a legitimate uh, international trip. And one tidbit that we left out, the trip was to celebrate your 30th birthday.
1: Yeah. Happy birthday to me.
0: Happy belated birthday to you. So how are you feeling?
1: Um, I'm feeling good. Uh, my knees are hurting me a little bit. Every time I stand up, it sounds like someone's opening a trapper key. <laughs> it's like Velcro. But, you know, I'm happy to be 30 another year, you know, around the sun.
0: So I'm, you know, a little bit farther out than you, 36. I feel like 37 is quickly approaching. And I feel like people hit 30 and they're like, they start freaking out, right? Like, oh my god. I will say this. It does accelerate. I don't even know how to explain it, but time starts to move at warp speed post-30. I just feel like I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, my birthday is here again.
1: It's you know, the great Christopher Wallace once said, hanging with the homies doesn't pay the bills, and being broke at 30 gives a brother the chills. <laughs> and that's a very true statement because it's like, what am I doing with my life? You log on your social media, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, it seems like everyone's getting engaged right. every month. Every time you log in, someone else is getting engaged or expected a baby. Someone's getting a promotion. Someone is holding the keys to another house, and you're like, what am I doing? But I think, uh, you know, more importantly, whether you're 18 or you're 30, you're 38, or you're we're all traveling along our own paths, and we can't measure ourselves by what other people do. But time definitely does pick yeah, up. Yeah, and it's of the essence.
0: I mean, that whole you know, I'm on the second kid, second home uh, situation. With you know, my community, people are like now upgrading, right? Right. Getting another, having another baby, getting another home, and those of us who are still single, you start to see that. That track accelerates. So like they meet somebody it's working out. They're engaged in, you know, six to 12 months. They're married in another six because you don't have time to waste. Right. Biological clock is taking like t- Big Ben. T- right. At t- that right. Oh, we saw Big Ben, too. Well, yeah, we
1: saw Big Ben um, as well. So
0: but I will say this to you as someone who's on the other side of it. Now, when I turned 30, that was like huge for me. I You know, I turned 30, I think it was on a Thursday and I launched my practice, my law practice, my solo practice on a Monday. So I was feeling like the world was my oyster. I'm like, I'm in a good place, right, at 30. And everything, my friends were there to celebrate, my family, and everything seemed great. And it was for a while, but I went through, for me, the valley experience came like two years later, two or three, yeah, I guess about three, three years later. So, I mean, everybody like put so much emphasis on turning 30, but the reality of it is there are peaks and valleys all along the journey, right? You just never know what's going to happen. And I right. think the message, it sounds a little bit cliche, but like you just have to, at the, feel like it's important to to know that you don't have to have it all figured out. It literally is just the number, right? And there's so much life to be lived at that point still. If you're taking care of yourself and you're making wise choices and you're focused on forward movement, you're still just 30.
1: Right. I think we put too much expectation on being 30 Um, because, you know, when you're 18, you look at 30. Or if you're like 12, you look at 30 like, oh, this person is an adult. This is old. And then you become 30 and you realize, like, you know, I still don't have things that life figured out there's so many things that I don't know um and it's crazy to me that people are this age and they have kids and they're like rearing kids because I look at myself 30 years old, I still feel like I'm a kid like I'm still like reaching out and trying to figure out what's going on around me I couldn't imagine having to impart wisdom and life skills in someone else
0: yeah and I mean because I'm your older sister I still feel like you're a kid
1: (laughs) Even
0: though I know you're a grown man like you were coughing yesterday I'm like take this airborne (laughs) It's just I'm always going to be a big sister so uh, but I digress but I will say this like I feel like who I was at 30 was not who I was at 35. That, that's the crazy part. Like, you know, people call it such a milestone. And I feel like at 30, I thought I was sort of set in temperament and like expectations out of my life and, and goals. But that has evolved over time and for the better. Like now at 36, I really don't care what people think. I, right. I feel like at 30, I kind of did. And, you know, I, I felt like I had to be more politically correct and do things a certain way. Now I'm making choices Literally just for me. Right. And I'm unapologetic about it, like about everything, my career, relationships, you know, even considering family planning, like what that means for someone who's single and in my shoes, but getting older and at advanced maternal age is what they call it. Like trying to make decisions, which we'll talk about that in a later episode. Um, but now I'm at a point where like you, f- you start to feel above judgment. If you've done the work and like the internal work to figure out what works for you in this life. You start to get to a point where you are above judgment and people's criticism. You're starting
1: to get more uh, in touch with who you are and it's more priority of the things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And you realize that, you know, nobody's really vested in what you're doing like you are.
0: No, that's like, the crazy part. They just part.
1: offer commentary, but there's, yes. there, there's no vested interest in the decisions that you make day to day. They don't care. They just have their remarks that they have on the side. It doesn't matter. You realize it's you, and then you have uh, the older you get, the circle sort of gets smaller right. to a certain degree. You have your acquaintances, your associates, your business relationship. But the thing that I realize, you know, throughout my 20s, it's like the core people that I talk to get smaller and mm-hmm. smaller. The people that I go to for advice, and I go to different people for different reasons, but I stop. Like you, uh, you know, I stopped placing so much value in the next person's opinion. Right. Especially if they do not have a vested stake in my interests and my well-being.
0: Right. And, I mean, we t- I talked about this in an early episode. Like, it's okay to just say to people, you know, thank you for your constructive criticism or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, I may take it into a consideration and move on. I, I'm not even going to debate with you. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, you know, thank you for that and moving right along.
1: Child, I'm tired. I'm not <laughs> I'm not debating. I'm not going back and forth with anyone. So, you know, when people start saying things that I know from personal experiences mm-hmm. or things that I've learned from another mentor is like fundamentally wrong, like this doesn't make any sense. It's not well thought out. I just go, oh, OK. Right. I just kind of nod. And if it's taking too long, I got I to take this call.
0: Right. You just got to like <laughs> shut people down. I mean, I've had people say, like, why are you doing a podcast? Like, I don't even understand. What to... And then my first question is, have you ever even listened to a podcast? Like, you're offering two cents on a medium that you don't even understand. Right. And further, like, they're like, are you making money off of it yet? Like, not realizing that, like, this is a passion of mine. And I meet so many people on a consistent basis who live in a state of desperation or just dissatisfaction with life that I am really committed to getting a message out there. Right. That's it. It's a motivational podcast. That's what it is. And not only that, it's an opportunity to feature people who are doing really great things in the world and blazing their own trails, and particularly people of color. Right. right. We, we need our own platforms to do that. So um, I'm a firm believer that if you focus on what you're passionate about and, and you're committed, and you, you, you will get the recognition you deserve in a lot of instances the path to be able to live your dreams and monetize will will appear. You know, I'm not looking for this to pay my bills. That's why I draft contracts every day. Right. However, I I and there was a time when people just to be like completely honest, there was a time when people would say that like, you know, do what you're passionate about. Don't worry about the money and that's when the money comes. And I would like roll my eyes
1: like, okay, yeah, but
0: people have bills. Like Easy to say that when you have a rich uncle or a fund, right? Man, right?
1: <laughs> I have student loans. I have a child by the name of Sally Mae. Well, the mother just changed the name to Navi that I have to pay for that I don't see any benefits from. So you talk all that passion if you want to.
0: Right. <laughs> so there was a time where I would be like, okay, yeah, anyway. And now you're not going to see me like— you know, stop practicing law or stop doing the things that that pays my bills to just podcast full time without a plan. That's 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 not what I'm doing. But you know, the the work that I do does give me the freedom and the resources to pursue a passion that one day right. could turn into my main gig, which I would happily welcome.
1: You just optimize the free time that you have.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, we are, I spent a lot of time on this vacation working on this podcast. Okay. Trying to upload episodes of really slow Wi-Fi. That's the other thing. I have never seen so much slow Wi-Fi in my life.
1: <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> I don't, we might be in London, but they got America online. It's like dial up <laughs> over here.
0: Uh netscape.net. I don't know. Net <laughs> I don't Zero. Know what it, is. it reminds me when you had the, the, the disc it, back in the it day. It might
1: not be, it might have just been the places that we were staying, yes. in, but the, the extremely slow Wi-Fi.
0: Shout out to Airbnb. Uh we stayed in some really nice Airbnbs. What I have learned on this trip is that there's always gonna be something that's deficient. Like it's gonna be farther from the tube than they told you, or it's gonna be hotter than you realized, right. or You know, the Wi-Fi is going to be slow. There's always something that's like a little bit off, but, you know, great for a large group, a larger group, I should say. And great to have room to chill out as opposed to just being stuffed up in a hotel. So, you know, it was still worth it, but that's low Wi-Fi. I like went to bed and woke up and the episode was still loading. But we got it up. Shout out to Gio Doris, our most recent guest. So since we talked about Gio, who gave an amazing interview, if you haven't checked that out, Please make sure you do that. I think it's episode 26, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But looking back over the podcast, I feel like we are picking up momentum, which I'm really excited about. What have been some of your most memorable moments?
1: Uh, I think some of my most memorable moments, one of my favorite guests was actually the first guest, Jeff. Jeff. Uh, Hearing Jeff's story, um, you know, being an immigrant in Brooklyn and not being able to speak the language that well, having a stuttering problem, just overcoming. I think the biggest thing that I took away from that episode, it was just a little quote when he was saying mm-hmm. there was no such thing as bad days, there were bad moments. And pretty much when things occur in your life, um, it's not so much what happens to you, it's about how you react to mm-hmm. them. Right. So, you know, I could <laughs> tying it back to the trip, I could let, you know, some not having ice in my drink or someone bumping into me in a train station ruined my entire trip, but I'm not. You know, it's just a bad moment. Accept it for what it is. It's just a situation accept it and just keep it moving.
0: For sure, yeah, Jeff. I, that was number one on my list. Like just kicking it off with such a strong guest who's built something amazing with the Gentleman's Factory and everything that he has going on there. Um, also, Rashid. I feel like Rashid had a level of candor just about his own personal story, right? Um, and just pulling no punches. When when I asked him about pricing and how to as a as a, an entrepreneur getting people to really buy in and pay you what you're worth, and he said nobody questions a hooker's price. It was really early in, the, in, the, in interviews right. for, like, someone to just keep it all the way real like that. But we didn't edit it out. We kept it in. And those are the kinds of guests I like who are just really upfront about it. And um, some people may bristle right. <laughs> at comments like that. But those are the things that really stand out in my mind. Something else that stands out in my mind, because people just hear the finished product on these episodes. But that time that um, I think you were still editing the episodes at that point, and we, like, a whole portion of it just dropped out after hours of... <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. Editing at,
0: like, 2 o'clock in the morning.
1: Yes. Uh, that, I, I spent a few hours editing podcasts, and chunks have just disappeared. Yes. And I was sitting there looking like Charlie Brown with my head back, like, ah, <laughs> just making noise. But I persevered, and we got the episode out.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, it to me, it was a lesson in, like, knowing when you should do something yourself and when you should just spend the money and allow somebody else to right. make it happen. So we've been outsourcing the editing Uh Ever since then Daniel Shout out to Daniel Our editor Who is so gracious That he doesn't want himself In the credits on the podcast But he does an amazing job
1: Phenomenal job uh,
0: With turning these episodes Around for us And if you're out there You're thinking about podcasting Or you are podcasting You want a good editor Hit me up look me up on social media send me a message send me an email something because i i really appreciate the work that Daniel does for us he's great um so that's that's another just memory of like a bad thing uh but that was a lesson in being efficient and not trying to bear all the weight on our own shoulders also Keishan. kishan being on the show as our first female guest just for me as a woman having spoken to so many men in a row it was great to uh, speak to a woman and also someone who's just similarly situated both professionally and personally and um, griping over dating in New York and the struggles that come with that as a professional woman of a certain age. Right. So that was great. And many more. I can sit here and talk all day about great guests. And I great was going to mention
1: Purvis. Yeah. Pur- Purvis is. Purvis Taylor? Purvis actually having to go do that present. Waking up, mm-hmm. seeing that big rodent inside of yeah. his house, and going, and doing the presentation in front of all those people, and acting like as if nothing <laughs> happened and keeping it cool.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that was like a great glimpse into life as someone who's in New York trying to make it, right? You know, they say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Anywhere and it really is the concrete jungle. So if you're like not see people, I think they, they, I think they think they know what New York is like. New York is great if you're moneyed. All if right. you are not, if your pockets and, are and, not uh, and deep, mo- and
1: money means if you make six figures, if right. you make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year.
0: Yes, and there are many people who make six figures in New York who are living paycheck to paycheck. Please believe, and not because they're necessarily wasting it. Right. Or just people do go out a lot, but just the cost of living and the cost of, you know, everything that comes with it. So if you watch television and you see people like in this amazing apartment, you know, living alone, this high rise building, but they like walk dogs for a living. That is not real life. No, Uh, that is not real life, New York. So when Purvis came on, I was just completely honest about the fact that he had a huge rodent. I think it was a a full rodent problem. Um, in his apartment and had to go give that talk after like that is that is New York and you can move into an apartment and not have rodents then the construction starts next door or across the street and then before you know it like
1: you're seeing things out the corner yeah I think Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja turtles. <laughs> <turtles> walks in <laughs>
0: Is in your living room. So, yes, I will say all the guests we've had have been like super, super candid, which I appreciate coming on and being willing to be vulnerable and um, just talk about what they've what they've gone through and their difficulties and obstacles and trying to build a brand. And also being candid about the fact that they have a day job. A lot of people have been able to right. been, been willing to just say, hey, listen, yes, this is my hustle right now, but it's still a side hustle.
1: Like um, like Joe, Joe's mm-hmm. like, you know, full time. Well, part-time marathon runner, competing, you know, has this running group out in Brooklyn. But he's like, I'm an insurance agent. Right. Every day.
0: Exactly. So I think we've we've had a good run. I thought we continue that run today. But we have interviews coming up that we've already recorded and some other guests in the pipeline. So I'm excited about that. Um. So shifting gears, coming out here to the UK, I've noticed how much people hate 45. They they the
1: hate. tangerine tyrant. <laughs> Called him the
0: tangerine tyrant. That's
1: what I've seen in multiple places um, on the wall, and I'm like, y'all don't even have to live in a country right. that he's over. Why do you hate this man? So I mean, I, well, I understand why you would hate this guy so much, but it was just interesting being in a bar and hearing people go in, and I'm like, you. You do realize you live in London, right? Like, Right. You, you don't have to deal with this directly.
0: Yeah. I mean, all the world's a stage, and he looks like a buffoon on the stage at this right. point, right, to folks who have been our allies in the past. So I want to know, are you fearful of the, the future state of our economy or politics as a U.S. citizen?
1: As a U.S. citizen, I am fearful. I feel like we will be all right for— You the... said you
0: are fearful? Yeah,
1: I am fearful. Okay. Uh, because it's coming. The dip is coming mm-hmm. again, and if— You know, if you are uh, one of these people who are setting a career and you have a good bit of money set away, you can probably change your family's entire life in the next five years if you got a good amount of liquidity. But I am a little fearful about the economy. And if it takes a dip, if those people who don't have savings don't have good jobs or progressive jobs that they can move forward in that, you know, things may get tight in the upcoming years. Yeah, I, I don't Like think... how I did it in 08.
0: Right, and 08 was a disaster. I mean, you know, I was in law school at that time right. and watching people's offers get yanked, uh, which I think I talked about on Rudy Racine's uh, Higher Learners podcast. If you want to check that episode out, go to our Instagram page. There's a flyer for it. Quick plug, shout out to Rudy Racine, who's been a guest on the show as well. Um, so I lived through 08 and like trying to start my career and just watching literally offers, law firm offers, go up in smoke with some of my classmates. Um, but... I don't. I don't know that I'm fearful. I would say I'm on high alert. I'm on high alert because I think what we're going to see happen, it might be worse than wait, quite frankly. Um, but also, the reason why I think it might be worse, not only because of who we have in office, but because of the digital age that we're in and the technological advancements. Right. So jobs that existed that or that exist now may not exist in the next few years. Right. You know, retail jobs. I mean, if you go to any store and you see that self-checkout, that should give you an indication of where we're moving, right? Um. That's the most, like, simplistic example I can give. But, like, literally self-driving trucks, all the things that sound crazy and sound like the Jetsons right now in a few years are probably going to become a reality. So... For me, I think I'm just on high alert about jobs that, that that I don't even do, but I know people that that have these these occupations. Them, you know, disappearing and, and going away. Also, um, going into another recession and, like you said, making sure that, that that nest egg is shored up. I would encourage everyone, if you listen to this podcast, now is the time to build your nest egg, not just for an emergency fund, but also to be able to invest. Um, Because when the economy does take a dip, the value of things goes down, and this is how people change the direction and the trajectory of their entire families for generations to come. So, um, and it, it doesn't mean that you're taking advantage of other people's misfortune. It means it's an opportunity to create, and it's an opportunity to, to blaze trails and and purchase and make the make wise investments. So, I would encourage you, you know, ease up on the the brunches with the unlimited mimosas, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, put some money aside because I, I it is going to happen. We are we are going to see. Um, some tough days ahead economically, I think, and hopefully we don't end up in another war. But if I were you and, you know, we we are we've had one financial uh, an accountant on the podcast or working on another financial advisor guest. So we're going to be delving more into uh, getting yourself ready and making smart investments, because part of being extraordinary on an ordinary day is making sure that money is right
1: too. Right. You need extraordinary pockets to go with those extraordinary thoughts.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So um, so yeah, I mean, I'm going to start making some financial moves for sure. So looking ahead, we are the end of July at this point. So we've got um, five months left of the year. What are you looking forward to for the remainder of
1: this year? What am I looking forward to in the remainder of of this year? I'm looking forward to this heat coming down (laughs) first. (laughs) I'm actually looking forward to uh, the the podcast, actually, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like uh, thus far, you know, we are what seven months in, almost eight months in the podcast. And, you know, without any advanced marketing plan, we've been able to make great headway. And I feel like, you know, any everyone who has come on to the show has come on as a guest and left almost like a family sure. member. Right. So we're, we're building a network and a community, which is very important in this day and age, because especially in New York City and the Northeast, there's a lot of fake interactions with people. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've said that. On here before, but you know, you have very small conversations where people are saying, "Hey, you know, we need to link up, we need to build." Right. Let me get your mask so we can build, mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually uh, really happen. But you know, through the podcast, reaching out to people, landing guests, booking guests, and the follow up conversations that I had, I've been able to build some great relationships and get some good advice, uh, not only for my personal life but professionally.
0: Sure, absolutely, yeah. I, I'm really excited for where the podcast is going. Excited to finish my book. I'm really hoping to get that done um, by the fall. I feel like I need more accountability, but I do feel recharged on this this trip. So hopefully we can hit the ground running um, when I get back. I'm excited about the guests that we have in the pipeline. Um, we have some other ideas that we're working on to really expand the brand, which I think is going to be great. Um, but this trip was good. I mean, even though it became like a working trip, we're quasi-working right now, uh, even though it's just a conversation. I'm a huge proponent of vacations. No matter where you are in life, you know, I know I've mentioned on here before, like Mark Cuban, who is, you know, entrepreneur, venture capitalist extraordinaire, said that he didn't take a vacation for like seven years while he was building his business. I do not subscribe to that school of thought, you know, personally. For me, I need to get out of the country sometimes or just go somewhere and really, even if I'm not fully unplugged, I mean, you live, we live in a day and age where if you have to work, um, Many of us can do it from anywhere. So I've worked at multiple points on this trip. I took a negotiation call outside of Buckingham Palace. I mean, um, so while it hasn't been a full vacation per se, for me, it's an opportunity to just see another part of the world, get a different perspective. I always find that my creative... Ideas are flowing more when I've left the U.S. and just gotten out of my mm-hmm. everyday environment. So, you know, I would encourage folks, even though I just said build your nest egg, <laughs> try to try to budget a little money to, to go. For, yeah, Budget
1: for it. I mean, there's there's so many things that you can cut back on. People have all these subscriptions that they don't use. Right. Uh, they're going out. They're spending money on clothes. They're buying breakfast, buying lunch. Set up account like uh, like uh, an online savings account, have automatic deduction for like $50 or $100 every pay period and save up for a trip. There's plenty of things you can do. There's so many deals. Like back in the day, you needed a travel agent to make right. a ticket to go somewhere. There's all sorts of Facebook groups and group means that you can be added to that post nothing but flight deals. Right, And you can book a trip and come with some friends to split an Airbnb and you know just do things the European way. Backpack creates bring some cold cuts with you as out while you're out or some water so you're not spending money because that dollar is kind
0: right of weak right now. <laughs> kind of so, weak. So. You
1: know, plan one big meal a day, but it's, it's definitely been a, uh, an amazing experience over here. Like, this is the first time that I've actually felt American in my entire life. And I know that may be crazy to some people to hear, but... When you're when you're this worthy in America, you you don't necessarily feel like the and I'm proud to be an American. You don't the eagles and the red, white, and blue. It just doesn't seem that applicable to your life. Mm-hmm. But when you're outside of the country and you have a conversation with someone, you're like, you're from the states, huh? You're you're American. I've no one has called me African American right. since you're I've been here. American. You're just an American. So it's just been very interesting experiences and and seeing like the similarities and the differences world worldwide. It's a lot more similar i would say way, than differences way more, way more
0: i mean we heard some great music did we hear cameo at that day yes. party you we went to yes right?
1: they were listening to cameo i mean
0: i felt like i was at like one of my aunties birthday parties they were it doing the
1: electric slide <laughs> at the day party
0: the electric slide at cargo in london at a day party at a it day was party. awesome i mean literally it was like being back home for sure
1: what what i will say was was interesting, though, is I was talking to a guy and he was like, what are you? I was like, I'm black and Jamaican. He was like, yeah, OK, cool, cool, cool. But what are you? And I'm like, I just told you I'm black. No, no, no. Where do, w- That black side of your family, where are they from? Right. And it was just the cultural disconnect because everybody here is some sort of African with some sort of ethnicity. Right, They
0: know that they're Igbo or, you know, like they, they have... Or Yoruba they can, or something yeah, like can, that. they can point back, which we can't do for obvious reasons (laughs) which we won't get into in this episode but I mean it's getting better I think we've talked about doing some genetic testing um as well to figure that out but yes it is that is a big difference they're not just black here right um it's a different conversation but I'll I'll just add this even if you can't because I know sometimes you know people people always say to me like oh you travel so much I'm gonna get a few of my friends together and try to go and then they try to coordinate it doesn't work even if you can't get a group together, find a way to go solo. I've taken solo trips before. I met up with a a travel group uh, in Zanzibar through Travel Noir. There are a ton of different groups out there that you can look into. So even if you can't get your um, core group of friends to go or family, there are people out there who love to travel. And it's an opportunity to just meet like-minded individuals and expand your circle a little bit and step outside of your your comfort zone.
1: Right. Because when when you're a foreigner and if if you're privileged to go to a place where, like England, where everybody speaks English, Mm -hmm. you could just spark up a conversation with anyone and they're just intrigued because they want to ask you a million questions because they may have never spoken to an American before. I had a conversation at length. It's pretty cool to sit down in a pub and just, if you're a social butterfly like myself, and just spark up a conversation about anything.
0: And... Never be afraid to spark up a conversation over email, which is how we got to record this podcast right. as well. So um, there, there, the world is vast. And there are many opportunities out there. And you can't be afraid to hear no. And you can't be afraid of the unknown. part. Of, and everything's not going to go right, as I've seen over the last right. almost two weeks. Out of all the traveling I've done, I've had the most uh, nightmares happen on this one. But it was still worth it. I still had an awesome Oh, most time. definitely. So parting words, anything that you want to put out there? Into uh, our, our audience,
1: can't stop, won't stop, bad boy.
0: <laughs> Diddy is gonna be on this podcast one day. I'm one claiming one day it. we're gonna name it and claim it because the bad, that's... the number of bad boy references that happen on the December 26th but, but, podcast. But
1: that's really, you know, the the mentality that you have to have with everything. You can't you can't afford to let small things, even big things, slow you up. Right, right. You're not in a position to fall. You have to press forward no matter what and just figure out a way. Make it happen as our late grandmother used to say. Make do.
0: You gotta make do. You gotta
1: make do with what you have.
0: Exactly. So I think my core body temperature has has risen even more since we've been (laughs) doing this podcast, but I'm so happy that we were able to record kind of like a Freeform episode, which is what so many different shows do. I'm a little bit more formulaic, for lack of a better word, a little bit more organized. You know, I I prep, I do research, I really plan for these, and we sort of just let it rock on this one. But it was good. It was fun. it was fun. So um, We made it
1: through, and I was on my best behavior.
0: You were. You were on very, very good behavior. Very high class.
1: Right. <laughs> this
0: time around. Um, in any event, special thank you again to the pod at White City Place for giving us the resources to be able to record while we're in the U.K. Special thank you to Alex, our technician. Over here
1: on the boards, holding it yes, down. Yes, holding thank you, it Alex. down.
0: We don't have to work the boards for once. That's also a blessing. And, listen, make sure if you're not following us on social media that you do that. We'll also link back to White City City Place. If you ever make your way to the UK, check it out. It's actually a great area. Um, one that I that I did not know about before we got here and looked up a podcast studio. So make sure you do that. Follow us at December 26er. And of course, as always, remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Peace.